The Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one Nepal podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bleeker, and with me, as always, is Luke Top. Hello. And in the car, driving safely, with the speaker on, is Abby McCulloch. Hi. Yes, I promise I'm driving very safely with my hands free. And it's because <laughs> Abby... If you hear a blinker, sorry. <laughs> Look, that's fine. It's all. This is also uh, now a uh, driving school. So if you're listening to the show, uh, you can uh, learn driving tips from Abby. <laughs> yeah, that would um, actually be good. I'd sign up for that. Yeah, it'd be a good podcast list too, actually. Mm. I, I think I'm a pretty good driver as well, so probably yeah. perfect. There we go. All right. Side hustle talking. for okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of coaching players on the court, Abby also coaches people in the car. <laughs> That was too easy. Sorry. Now, Luke, I think you wanted to open oh, the show yes. with a bit of a sort of a statement slash defense of uh, <laughs> the commentary team because there's been some pretty nasty stuff going around the internet over the last couple of days, as is part of the course when it comes to the interwebs. So, uh, what, um, what are you yeah, gonna say? I saw this afternoon everyone going in on Sue Gordian and her commentating. Um, oh, how do you deal with this? Um, so we have been doing the stats bench, um, and we're side by side with Sue and the team, um, through some of the games. Um, we didn't do it on the weekend, but most of the time we're there. Um, I was actually, to be honest, I was actually shocked about the amount of information she actually has. Um, she's pretty much scouted every player. She has the stats for most players, um, including A&L stuff that she can dig up. She has these folders with all information in it. <laughs> um, it's it's a rough turnaround. Um, it, there's only four of them. They're doing eight games a week. Like when we did stats, we were exhausted. Yeah. Because yeah. it's literally eight games a week. Um, so, yeah, I just... Everyone needs to back the hell off. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I, I'm not too privy to sort of what was happening... Uh, at the time, like it's always obviously in some of the netball groups that we're part of, you know, people were sort of sharing some of the abuse and, you know, that sort of stuff is absolutely like not acceptable. And considering the fact that people are going to go hard in on, you know, the three or four commentators that Channel 9 have on rotation at the moment, you have to also consider that they're just like the players, you know, they're up here away from their families, they're doing their bit. It's all that they can get. They can't pull a whole like 10, like commentating team up here. Um, like they normally would for for games. So unfortunately, you get what you get. And you know, Luke and I have had the the privilege to sit next to to Kath and to next to Sue and to Liz. And um, you know, they've provided some great insights to us. But also, we've sat on the stats desk, and we don't do a lot to be completely honest. But it is very stressful because you have to find these stats. And if we don't find them, Sue and Kath and Liz do so much work to find them themselves. And I think people that are just going to sit there and like spit abuse. Um, you know, honestly, you can zip your fucking mouths up because I don't want to hear it. Uh, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, like, if you don't want to watch, then don't watch. I will just mute the TV. It's not that hard, but there's no need to like copper spray when it like when it comes to that sort of stuff. So, yeah, nah, it's it's not on. It's not cool. Um, so uh, you know that was one of the things that Luke 
said in pre-show that you wanted to bring up. So, you know, that's, I feel like that's an important thing to note considering that we've had the experience on the desk with them over the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's, it's pretty full on to say the least. And, you know, it's, we're not commentating. So, I mean, Luke, you actually, you actually uh, crunched some chips live, didn't you? Yeah, I did, did? accidentally. <laughs> if you go back, you could listen to me how to some chips. What game was it? Um... Oh, is it Sunshine Coast? I don't even remember now. I think it was was it Fire uh, Thunderbirds and Fever. You can go back and hear me eat some chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That is amazing. Do you know what? Oh, I'm going to go back and have a look for it. Yeah, Do it. hopefully. If you find it, please send it to us because I've not watched that broadcast. Because I got in so much trouble. I didn't get in trouble, but everyone was like, literally, who is eating chips? Because that's all we can hear. <laughs> Um, Okay, so um, that aside, we're here to discuss um, round four of the Suncorp Super Netball. Uh, We're skipping round three because uh, for us, we have such a a packed-in schedule covering all these games uh, with the post-games and obviously being there and blah, blah, blah. blah. So for us, we're just going to cover round four because round four was an exceptional round of of netball um with some incredibly exciting games um the ones that we well actually you went to the lot you were at the sunshine coast last night yeah um and not me uh at um nissan on um on saturday as well so let's let's start with our thoughts on the first game which was the west coast fever defeating the collingwood magpies 63 to 62 abby let's start with your thoughts what do you think about this one it was a bit topsy-turvy wasn't it the fever got out to 10 plus goals quite a couple of times and the magpies managed to to rein it all the way back in until the very last minute, they they fell they fell a little bit short by one goal. So yeah, I, you know I think it's promising signs for both teams. I think because they were they're two of the teams that we feel are going to be right in the in the fight for that final that final top four position. And you know the Fever they ended up getting the win, which is obviously beneficial for them in their run into finals. Which you know, it sounds crazy to say run into finals, but every single game is so important. Uh, but yeah, it was good to see Courtney Bruce back on court. I think I thought she did a really good job in that half or so that she managed to get out on court. And, uh, you know, Janelle was her usual brilliant self. But the person that impressed me the most in that game uh, is probably Alice T. Neal. I think she's really settled into her spot at the Fever and she's doing a really good job for them considering, you know, you talk about the backlash that all the commentators have received over the last week or so. Mm. Alice popped that for the last couple of years and I think she's really stood up and, and proven why she should be in a starting seven position and she's delivering week in and week out at the moment. Yeah, I, I think seeing... I mean, she she was actually 0% from the super shot, but I think if you look at her stats compared to that, she did such a good job of, like... Man- managing the game and managing the ball into to Fowler. I think there's a couple of moments. Stanton was two for two from the super shot, which I think is pretty critical for the Fever there because I think the Magpies let Stanton shoot the ball because obviously she's just 50-50 on that sort of stuff. And she, she like, to her credit, hit him and it just sort of put the Fever just just that step ahead. Um, I, I, you know, I think for me, when I look at the Magpies, um, Sinclair had a terrific game. Um, I think also we, we were looking at Kelsey's stats over the course and she struggled initially and then she sort of really ran yeah, it back didn't in. she have i think she had six turnovers in the first quarter yeah yeah which was which was quite surprising she was i think it was like two or three intercept passes thrown and then by the by the end of the um end of the game she was basically top of the nissan net point so she really redeemed herself in terms of performance um i, I think but I, I got really excited seeing sinclair on the court she's i think she's settling a little bit more into that shooter role i think she and, and 
when there's like really like on the body defenders, she seems to be handling that a little bit better in terms of like driving to the top of the circle. So, I mean, obviously the the one thing that I would take out of that is that there's those sort of last minute moments with Shimona where there, there could have been that moment to, to feed the ball back out to Gabs and hopefully get the, the super shot up. But I just, yeah, it's obviously not meant to be. Um, there was two critical elements I sort of thought. Um, I thought Sunday... Um, her defense towards the yes, end of yes. stopping uh, Collingwood from getting the two-point shot was amazing. I also thought um, Emma Kosh coming on, I think it was like with two minutes 30 yeah. to go, they've basically chucked on a rookie um, to feed Fowler and keep the game going. Um, and I thought she did amazing. Yeah. I, and we and again, I think we spoke about this uh, for the f- Lightning Fever pregame because uh, Kosh got a run on there and we thought she looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, for the fever as well. So, I mean, the, the thing is, she was a pair of fresh legs in the last two minutes. Like, yeah. she was really active. And I Big think. Big call, though. That's a yeah, massive call. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like at this stage, you know, like we've seen it over the last couple of weeks now that coaches are willing to, to really start, you know, experimenting with those lineups. And, and Kosh, obviously, she actually didn't shoot anything, but she at least uh, allowed. Was was allowed to run a little bit more free on the court because she hasn't she didn't have a run at all. So. Yeah, I think um, when I was talking to Stacey after the game, I think she was sort of talking about the fact that it's fresh legs. Yeah, and she knows she's going to hold on to the ball. She's not going to have a mass amount of turnovers. So it was yeah. sort of like a safety thing to sort of ride the game out. Um, and I totally agree with you, Abs, as well. Like Teague Neal, again, like her redemption story at the moment is uh, is is so fucking good to see like it's it's just really 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 good and there's so much more confidence i think you hear the crowd like at the game as well she seems to be she's a bit of a crowd favorite at the moment at nissan because you know the crowd was sort of getting up in arms when she's like she's in the super shot area and you're like oh she's gonna do it she's gonna do yeah. it um, it's definitely an unsolved type story isn't it you know everyone loves it when somebody can pull themselves back into form and let's be real she was not in great form for a, for a number of years yeah. she's done a, she's obviously worked super hard but you know that there's plenty of girls out there that are doing a good job, as you said. You know who I'm also really impressed with um, Jovic from the yes. from Collingwood. I Molly, think she yeah. has been phenomenal through the middle for them. Uh, you know, relative un- relatively unknown, and then you know she's floating in beautifully amongst the Brown sisters and in through Collingwood's big court. I, I just think you know there's so many new faces we're seeing this year, and yes, we're seeing Alice redeem herself from the last couple of years, but the rookies that are stepping up and and taking their opportunities when they're given. And I, I think it's just, you know, the benefit of, I guess, having 12 people in a team. Yeah, that's right. I, and again, I think Molly's in a really exciting addition to that Magpie squad. She fits in perfectly in that midcourt, and she's so fast. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, her speed is insane. <laughs> but that, um, that entire Collingwood midcourt is fast. The two Brown sisters, Jovic, like, they brag. They are speed. They are too contained. Yeah. I would love to see. I, I I'd see. I've seen them call the land speed record holders for midcourt uh, on Twitter, and I would agree with that because they are unbelievable to see in like a live sense. So, um, all right, shall we move on to the Queensland Firebirds and the Giants? <laughs> the Giants. I don't know. What I was trying to say like that. Uh, the Giants are drawing at sixty-one. Um, Luke, you're our resident Firebirds. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you're our resident. Firebirds. No, I've left. I've left the conversation. <laughs> Happy with this though. It's yeah. You gotta be happy with that. Uh, no, because they should have <laughs> won it. <laughs> they should have won it. They should have won it. What do you? What do you? What are your takeaways from this one for the Firebirds? 
Luke? Uh, Jenna, amazing. Yep. Um, defensively, they got great turnover ball. I think uh, their penalties were relatively down on normal. I think they kind of tightened it up a bit. Um, I felt like the Giants... How do I say this without... I know how serious Giants fans are, so I don't want to go too ham. But I, I honestly felt like they were disinterested for a good portion, portion of this game. And then they pulled it together and were like, oh, okay, we're going to draw slash win now. Um, I I thought Ramelda was good. I, I know Rosie after the game, she was very much like, this is the Aitken of old. Yeah. Um, and this is her second coming sort of thing. And I, I definitely felt like she had better control. Um, you know, her motion looked really good. Sometimes it can kind of go a bit iffy and she gets kind of a bit nervous, I guess. Yeah. Um, Dewan did well. Yeah, Dewan looked a little bit more confident this week, which is good. Yeah, Cassidy was good. I, I honestly just feel like it's a belief thing. I, I don't feel like they believe that they can beat these sides and I think it's just that extra push. I think she managed the minutes really well because you know how the last few games they've kind of got down to the fourth quarter and just died? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I thought they managed the minutes really well. Um, but yeah, you guys, all right, go rip it apart. You can rip no, it no, apart. No, no, no. I think there's a, there's a lot of positives for this. When I look at like the Firebirds, I think for me, the obvious standout is Jenna. She was incredible. Um, and I think also my Mike took a step up too. She had 15 assists and 29 feeds, one intercept. Like for me, I, I thought over the last couple of weeks, she was sort of a more of a, a block on the court, didn't really give much into the game, but she was super effective um, in this one, I think, because that midcourt was giving Giants fits. You could t- see it in, like, again, it was JLP who looked a little bit frazzled and, again, a little bit disinterested. Like, she was running to the side of the court and she's just giving away some, like, easy penalties. And it seems to me that they're just, like, not at all, like, locked in at the game. I think it, perhaps it might be one of those things that they just come into it thinking that it's either going to be a, a walkover or they just don't care. And that was one of the things that you and I spoke about on the media bench. I was like, I f- it kind of feels like the Giants just don't really care about this right now. Um, and then they sort of obviously brought it back um, over the over the course of the game. Like, Kira Austin... Was 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 good. Joe Harton obviously saved him on the super shot with six from eleven. Um, but yeah, just for me overall, it was just <clears throat> excuse me, just a bit bland from the Giants. Like it's just a bit. They seem a bit blah. Do you think? Do you agree with that, Abs? Or yeah, I wonder if they thought it was you know an easy win for them, and they thought you know if they got in trouble that Joe was going to be able to shoot them out in the two point zone and and get the win for them. But at the end of the day, you know the Fibers had one or two opportunities to really finish that game off in the last few minutes. And they didn't do it this week, but I think that that's a really good lesson to them and it's something that they'll learn from. And next time they find themselves in a situation like that, they'll be able to close the game out. So for the Firebirds, I think it's a real positive. Let's be real, no one wants to have a draw. Draws are absolute worst because they sometimes they feel even worse than a loss because, you know, it was right there in front of you and you, you didn't manage to, to pull off the win. You ended up with freaking two points and... <laughs> No one wants that, right? That's, yeah. that's crap. But I think the Fibers will learn a very valuable lesson from this. You know, I think the Giants will too, because as I said, disinterested is probably a very accurate word. I, I think they thought it was an easy win and they decided they weren't going to show up. I think it's as simple as that. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, because I think there's, 
when I look at that giant squad for this game, there's like no one that really stands out. I think like Kira like was good. Like she mentioned a few things in the post game, just in terms of obviously the fact that it's a draw, which is disappointing, but just a few things that they need to work on, obviously moving forward. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just get a weirdly not locked in vibe from the giant squad at the moment. You know, they're usually so focused and so to the point. And then I think now it's just not really working. There's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just really bizarre seeing them on the court. I don't know, but yeah. Do you have anything else on the Giants league? Um, ooh, I, th- I think they that circle got really, really quick. Um, with Austin and Joe. Yeah. Um, I, I think for them now they sort of. I, I feel like Austin is a goal attack. I, I don't look. Yes, hundred yes. percent. I agree with you. And that's, yeah. I, you know, I said it in our first little podcast before we started. They don't have a wing attack. Austin is not a wing attack. She's not the answer to them in wing attack. Yes, she plays it well, but she is a goal attack. Yeah. Yeah, you can see how m- much more comfortable she is when she's in the circle. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, she's got like a silky smooth shot. Yeah. Like, she can shoot. Um, I really... The interesting thing is, is I look at someone like um, Fraser, who's on the Swifts, mm. and I think, oh, if they chucked her into wing attack, that would just hum. I mean, that's it's all up to opportunity, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know? But like, I, I mean, Maddie Hay got a run and she's looked... Fine. I, I mean, I'm, she's not really had much of a standout for me so far. Um, and I think that's just one of those things that Julie Fitzgerald's just really trying to find something to work. And, and at the moment, it just doesn't seem to be working. I mean, you know, they, they did they did get the win against the Fever, but then obviously a draw against the Firebirds. It's just I think there's just there, it's just really bizarre. Yeah, I like they've got Clara Bryan sitting on the bench, who is a specialist wing attacker. I'm it's a bit baffling to me as to why she hasn't taken the court. I mean, there's probably reasons behind it. And, you know, how do you question the head coach who's, who knows her players inside out? But, you know, Maddie Hay, I agree, she's done a pretty good job, serviceable, but she's also not a wing attack. She's traditionally a wing defender. Yeah, she's a wing defender. Yeah, and then she's moved forward to centre, and I think she plays centre exceptionally well. But this is her first year playing wing attack, I believe, as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I, I suspect we'll see Claire O'Brien at some point. I, I'm just not, not sure when. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I think, do you know what I think the biggest takeaway from this is the Giants need to employ you as a specialist coach? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, don't think they I, think, I think they've got they've got the personnel to do the job, but as you said, there's just something that's not clicking at the moment. I'm not, I don't know what it is. I'm not, in, I'm not in their environment and I guess no one knows what it is but them. So, yeah. um, on the flip side, it looks like the Firebirds environment is coming along really well. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. They, they haven't won a game in a year and a half or nearly two years or whatever, and they seem to really be out there playing for one another, and I think that says a lot about a team's culture when you haven't won. It's hard to keep backing up and trying to get up the games if you're not winning. Yeah, and I think when we spoke to Rose in the in the post game, she was so happy for Romelda because there were targets that she needed to hit, and she hit the targets. You know, that was one thing that Rosie mentioned in the post game, and how chuffed she was that that Romelda was sort of Romelda of of old. We'll say in quotes, yeah. Um, because and yeah, of old is hard to beat. Very yeah. hard to beat. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, okay, let's not talk about the finals. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but I- I agree with what you guys said. I thought Jenna was exceptional. My thing with that is, though, we've seen exceptional Jenna before, and she hasn't then 
come out the next week and done it again. She needs to start being a lot more consistent with her, her play and making sure she's staying in play. And she did that on the weekend. She wasn't penalised a lot and she got a lot of ball back, which was great. I thought My My was also excellent. And, you know, Gabby, I think Gabby's starting to get back to her excellent self as well. I think yeah. she went off for a little bit and maybe shouldering too much of the pressure of the Firebirds not having won a game, but I thought Gabby had a good game as well. Um, I will ask you this, though. Um... I've sort of been really interested. I would I would love your thoughts on this. Um, so one of the things I was sort of thinking about is with Boweta coming back next year, mm. potentially this being Aiken's last year, um, someone like Sophie Garbin not getting a full run. If Sophie Garbin went to the Firebirds with Boweta, how do you sort of see that? Yeah, I don't know. I, that's an interesting one because, you know, Gretel plays really well with Romelda. Uh, because she's, you know, used to it. They're, she's a big, tall, holding shooter. Um, she's got good reach, good arm span. And Sophie's very different. So that's something that I suppose we can't really make judgment on until we see it. You know, we see we see Gretel play with Caitlin at the, at the Diamonds, and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. And, you know, it's a bit hit and miss. But when you get to play with someone week in and week out and train with them week in and week out, yeah, of course you're going to be able to build something phenomenal. In yeah. saying that, I don't think that that Sophie will, would be leaving the Swiss. I think she's quite happy at the Swiss is what I'm trying to say. Essentially, I don't think, I, or I'm not aware of Sophie looking for somewhere else to go. Oh, no, um, just just to be clear, yeah, I'm not saying she is. <laughs> I know, I know. But hypothetically, I, I'm not sure. I think Sophie's quite happy and, you know... Um, She's been giving op- given opportunities at the Swiss, and I'm sure we'll get onto this shortly. And she just needs to start taking them with both hands when she gets them. I was just I was thinking more from like a diamonds perspective. If if she wanted uh, to sort of make think, the diamonds, um, having that I experience Cara, with her. Oh yeah, with Gretel, uh, absolutely. I think Cara Conan is she's got to be shooting for yeah. you know that next role shooter position right now. Until Sophie starts getting some court time, and then I think Sophie's right up there as well. It, it's going to be an interesting little battle between Cara and Sophie, just like we've seen between the two Caitlins the last decade or so. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But you're right, playing with somebody that's in the diamonds as a you know as a unit, it always helps your cause. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Heard it from Abby. Heard it from Luke's mouth, actually. Sophie Garland's <laughs> going to the fight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the uh, the Sunshine Coast Lightning. Upsetting. I would say upsetting. The New South Wales Swifts, 65 to 58. Upsetting, really? Yeah. I think a lot of people were calling the Swifts number on this one. I can't even remember what we took. Like, okay? I love that there's just a silence from everyone. That's cool. Um, look, the, the Lightning looked uh, really, really good here. Um, I, I, Laura Langman, um, she had a rough round three and I think round four she's come back and you know shown um why she's still obviously uh you know the best center in the world um I I think for me the lightning benefited from not a lot of weird rotational stuff you know I think like the lightning in round three they had a lot like Kylie Byrne was rotating plays in and out and all around and I think that just didn't look particularly good in terms of because there's just so many people in, in different um, positions going in and out because you know they just were getting who were they getting thrown by I should probably check but vixens. Uh, the vixens um, but I think obviously uh, Kara Conan uh, you know absolutely just on that point um, Kara looks terrific she's 
if she's not selected for a diamonds or whether it's just a training partner for that, I'd be very surprised because yeah, she looks absolutely um, phenomenal. But the Swifts, um, they looked a bit tired. I think. I think for yeah. me, when, when when I look at them, they actually just look a little bit ragged, and I, and I think it's and I think that's going to happen and before a couple of teams over the next couple of weeks, where the schedule is going to start creeping up a little bit, and there's training every second day, and um, yeah, I think for me, when I look at how the Swiss play, like they played really well, but I just the Lightning just looked fitter. Yeah, and I think I think you'll find that that's why Kylie was doing so many rotations in that midweek game. She was you know, trying to rest those weary legs and it, it obviously didn't work for the Lightning. They need to be playing. And I think not just Lightning, it's every team. You don't want to be making changes every every five or so minutes. So teams are going to have to come up with the, the perfect balance between rotations and letting people play it out. But it's going to be tricky the longer this season goes on because, you know, the, the time between games is so short. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This, is, this, this episode, we're recording this on Monday afternoon. It'll go live on Tuesday morning. And then we'll have games that night. And I, we were, I was saying in our group chat, I was like, I can't believe that we literally are watching round what five or six, whatever it is, yeah. tomorrow night, and then on Wednesday, and then on Saturday it's round six, and then we don't even have the, again, we don't have the schedule for after that. I don't even know what's going on. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how player health sort of plays in this. Luke, you're being very quiet. Um, okay, so. I think Sunshine Coast Lightning did very well. I loved that Shez played really well because yes. I felt like yeah. midweek um, her matchup with Kate Eddy was incredibly problematic. Um, and I feel like Kara Conan did very well. I think I, I agree that the Swiss were tired. Um, they were weary. I get that. For me, moving forward... Um, I'm still really, really concerned about... Because I feel like the Sunshine Coast Lightning flourish when Shez plays well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so for me, I sort of see it as I'm really concerned with the matchup with the Vixens. I, I think it'll be really interesting um, when we get to the end of the season and we get to finals and who plays who. Because I think the three top teams, based on matchups, could potentially... We could have anyone in the final out of those three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree because the, the Swiss play well against the Vixens. The Vixens play well against the Lightning, and the Lightning play well against the Swiss. So yeah, it's it's, gonna it's be, crazy. It's gonna be interesting. Um, and I and I think that matchup for me that because when I saw Eddie and um, Sherian, for me that was I was like, holy crap! Yeah, they it, just yeah. pulled like they literally just pulled the Sunshine Coast Lightning undone in that position. I think. Yeah. Um. And I think moving forward, whether they put Shez in centre, because she has played a season in centre, yeah. um, and potentially Langman at wing attack, uh, just for the extra height, um, and obviously Maddie at wing defence, and just change that a little bit, um, just so they can get basically... Because Eddie was just she, monstering yeah, She's Shez so tall compared... Off, what, what was the height comparison? The Did you send the, uh, yeah, yeah, so 15 centimetres different, yeah, which out. is just massive, um, which probably comes back to Abby McCulloch and Caitlin Nevin's territory. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's always you. Sorry? It's always useful to be a bit taller. That's yeah. what netball's played around these days. It's all about the height. Yeah, well, uh, but the other thing I think... That, you know, short is good too, just fast and... 
Terry and showed that on the weekend. But I, I think Eddie, though, her speed is still there. Like, I felt like when they were playing each other midweek, yeah. I felt like they were very much matching each other. So I think moving forward for me, Sharon is so key for their offensive structure and for Steph Wood to p- do what she does and um, even for Langman to sort of have that center role. And, and it all works. When it all works, it's wonderful. Yeah. And when Chez gets bogged down, it starts it to slow ugly. down and it pulls apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that is so crucial for them moving forward. It's a really interesting midcourt. Have they? Have, have oh, I would need to look the, at the data or whatever data there is available for it. But have they? Pl- they played Sherry in at center, Langman at oh, one of the years because Kelsey was wing attack and then Shez was center. Right. I think it was eighteen. Oh, that would have been Langman's off year. Yes, it was yeah, Langman's, Langman's off year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I was going to say like I can't remember them actually ever playing Langman at. Wing A and then shares at centre. Well, and then Langman, I don't D. think it's ever been Wing A, but I think she no. has for Silver Ferns. Oh, probably. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, some weird rotation stuff. But yeah, I mean, obviously the Lightning um, getting over the the, uh, the grand final hoodoo, um, you know, and obviously giving the Swifts their first loss of the season. And so. it was a very good start for them, which is not something they usually Correct. do. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, it's a, We found out over the last couple of games, really, that the, the, the good start is what's cementing the games, you know, we saw it with the Magpies. They they came back, but they still they they still at a ten point deficit in the first. Um, all right, we're going to go on to the upset of the round. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Luke? Uh yes, but I don't think I it's could. unexpected. But I'll let you guys okay, talk first. That's fine. Um, of course, you had to say that. Uh, so the Thunderbirds defeating the Vixens fifty four to forty seven um, in uh, a really entertaining game, and again, I think uh, a mark that the Vixens looked a little bit tired. Um, I a couple of really weird things. Sterling was uh, amazing. She just was hunting every single pass. Like those passing lanes were just in danger the moment the Vixens let the ball go. Um, so for me, I think she was a she's the highlight. I think probably Georgie Horges, who is I think we're we're a bit of a fan of hers. Um, had a phenomenal game. Cool under pressure. She's got the old Caitlin Thwaites. Literally doesn't look like she's phased by anything at all. You know, like there could be a sniper and she'd just still shoot the ball and it wouldn't matter. Um, so she shot nine from 11, three from five from the super shot. Um, Pockyter 100%, which was um, terrific. I think the, for me, the Thunderbirds looked absolutely crackling like they just were really really good and i mean they didn't dismantle the vixens but the vixens tried really hard in that third and fourth to just to hold on to it and they just couldn't and i think there was just a couple of moments where they just weren't handling the ball properly and they're chucking the ball and and sterling was like i'm they're they're mine um so i mean props to the thunderbirds it was a great game to watch um and again the vixens sort of uh i think simone did have a bit of rotation so she had taylor honey come on um and resting Liz Watson. So, Abs, this feels like a, a similar thing where Kylie's been resting players for the Lightning and perhaps Simone's kind of doing something similar with the Vixens where they're just letting them get their legs um, as, you know, the rounds get, you know, quicker and quicker and quicker. So, what's your takeaway from this one, Abs? Oh, I said it early. I said it very early on that the Thunderbirds will beat teams that we don't suspect that they will beat and they could really ruin people's finals. But, I thought the, the Thunderbirds were great, and they were great from the get-go. Their defensive pressure was stifling, and, you know, it was said by the commentators throughout the whole game, the silky smooth Vixens weren't looking very silky smooth. They were very disjointed. They had to keep going back. They weren't getting those drive and drive drives onto the top of the circle like, like that they were used to. It, the Thunderbirds' defensive line, I thought, was fabulous, and when yeah, the defensive line fires, there's a lot of pressure on the the attacking line to make sure they do the job too, and I thought they did. You know, you mentioned Georgie Hall just before. She 
she was exceptional, especially in that, that last power five where she shot those two two or three and, and really secured the win for them. I, I think they're going to be seeing a lot more now, especially now that they've got the confidence that they were fabulous. They were, they were so good, and I think they got the rotation right. Yeah. The rolling subs, they got that right, and I think that's really important. They made changes at the right time in the game at crucial times, and they left it on at other crucial times. So, I, I, yeah, I thought all round they did an exceptional job. Um, for me, I agree with everything both of you guys said. Um, for me, it was really interesting. In the first quarter, Joe Weston looked up at the score because they were having issues with the score. Oh, yeah, of course. With Champion yeah. and the data yep. and stuff. Anyway, she looked at the score and it was like, oh, they're not going away. Like, what's going on? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is... Is there something wrong with the score? Why? Like, why are we, like, even? We shouldn't be even. And I felt like... Um. Yeah, I felt like the majority of the team were kind of like waiting for the Thunderbirds to just disappear. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and they just didn't, and they were like, "Oh crap, we're in a dogfight." Um, and then I felt like the Vixens <sighs> defensively. I think um they really struggled. I think the penalties were pretty massive. Yeah, give me a sec. Keep talking. I'll find the penalties. Um. Now. Yeah, and I and I really I was I think they were kind of let down defensively um, for the Vixens. Yeah. Um, obviously Thunderbirds. I I think this is the best. Um, I think you're dead on. I think they nailed the rotations. I think Nankerville for me was again incredible. She's a beast. Hey, far she, out. She this. I feel like this is kind of like her breakout season. Um, and I think Petty as well. Yes, um, we haven't spoken about Hannah Petty for a while. Yeah, well, she was out. I think the first two rounds. Yeah, or the first round. Uh, but her Nankerville going into wing attack, I thought was really good as well. Um, and yeah, I I was shocked when the Vixens sort of looked up at the scoreboard and were just like, how are they hanging with this? Like, what's going did, on? Did you guys, because you, you were both obviously at the game, right? Luke yeah, was, yeah. I was. Or I was, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, so have you watched the game back and listened to the, the pre-game interviews? No. No. I, I, I just think the demeanour of the Vixens was very overconfident. Like, they, they thought that, you know, they were just going to be able to do whatever they wanted, just like they've been doing for the past few games and just, you know, win. I, I, I didn't think that they thought that they had a fight on their hands and it showed. And, you know, it probably shows in what you said about Joe looking up at the scoreboard and thinking, why the hell are they still hanging around? Yeah. Like, like nothing, yeah. nothing bad was said or anything, but I, I just felt like they didn't think they were in for a fight. And, and and I would agree with that because definitely a demeanor I felt of the team. Not that like I actually really like the Vixens. Not I don't a think. Bad way. It's not yeah, a bad way. it's it's a. I they felt weren't cocky. They weren't cocky. I they think. Just, yeah. I think it's almost like they always talk about in tennis. Um, it's almost like controlled confidence. Mm. I feel like you have to have controlled confidence because when you get too cocky, you get you start spraying balls and then you've got to regroup yeah. and you've got to almost start again. Um, and yeah, and, and the other thing I. Th- think they sort of thought that Philip was just going to win it for them. Um, and I mean, they did yeah. come back, but um, Horges for me... Uh, I, I Courage under fire. Yeah. Like, literally, you know, yeah, she just played amazing. Yeah. For me, that's that's like a career-making game for her. When the pressure's on, yeah. she's, got, she's been given the ball, she's in the two-point shot, she's got to hit it. 
yeah for the game basically because yeah. vixens were pushing um yeah, yeah it was amazing you know you know how we talked about height before and how you know in netball it's becoming a big thing i think with this year we've seen the emergence of some really little goal attacks yes they're too fast for the goal defenders like georgie Horges, i thought was i wouldn't say running rings around joe but joe got put out of play a lot because She's not used to playing at someone so little. Yeah, and like, then they moved like, her. Then they moved Joe to wing yeah. defense and put K Daddy on her. Yeah, well, West End's sixteen yeah. penalties overall. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty. That's honestly, it's it, the the penalty count goes sixteen to West and uh, thirteen to Watson. The highest penalty count for the Thunderbirds for one player was uh, Vandermeer with twelve. Other than that, the yeah. defenders literally uh, Shim had five, Sterling had eight. I actually thought Kate Shimon. Uh, shout out to you. I, I felt like um, she and um, Tanya said this after the game. She said Kate's sort of becoming like the five-minute sort of specialist. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she has the block shot. She has the long arms. She can do... Active. You know, she's a very active defender. Um, and I felt like she was really good. Um, I think she had an intercept in like the last two minutes or something of the game. She played amazing. I, I, I think that whole rotation uh, with Gus Goth as well now. Oh, yes, of course. I completely forgot that Sasha Glasgow and Layla Gosgoth are back. Yeah, from injuries. I, it's yeah. just amazing. And, and I thought Sasha, again, the other on the other end, they really rotated that perfectly. I think, Abby, you were dead yeah. on. Yeah, they, Tanya got it right. And... But she got right for that game. It doesn't mean what she did will be right for the next game. Every game's going to be so different. So um, go her for at least ticking the box for the Vixens game. Yeah, amazing. I game. mean, it's the only, they're the only team to have toppled them so far. Yeah. So kind of scary, I'll be honest. Like, absolutely, your prediction of them knocking a few teams, you know, with the uppercut. Uh... Well, they could yeah. make the four now, so. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be, there's going to be, you know, if we're sticking with our our theory that the Swift, the Vixens, and the Lightning are going to definitely be in the top four, sorry to say this, but the Firebirds won't be jostling for that top. <laughs> but, but the remaining teams will. I just think the Firebirds they'll probably they might come good, but the in fact I think they will. They'll they'll win a game this year. I've no doubt about that. But they have lost too many games already to to really put themselves in contention. But the rest of them. Oh, the other fourteen. I don't know who's going to be. I I completely I agree with you. I I think it's just going to be such that one that last fourth spot is just going to be. It could be anyone. Yeah, and the, I don't think we'll know until finals. The difference in percentage between the Fever Thunderbirds, Giants, and Magpies is six. So like the Fever have the highest at one hundred and one percent like differential, and then the Magpies have the lowest, which is ninety four. So that tells me that like uh, it's it's yeah it's close. And obviously, like if you look at the win, draw, loss sort of columns, I don't think it doesn't really tell much of a tale in terms of where the teams are currently at. To be completely honest, uh, but yeah. Anyway, that'll do us for round four of the SSN. Um, we're going to go to round five, which are our tips for this week. So this starts. So this is coming to you on Tuesday. So you'll actually see the games tonight um, at Nissan Arena, <laughs> oh um, which is uh, unbelievably uh, insane. And you know, I love netball, but. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's just so much netball. Um, it really is like a World Cup. Someone was like, it's basically the World Cup. And I was just like, yeah, I can feel that. So Yeah, I wish know. I didn't have to work and I was on holidays. That'd yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we're over in, what is it, Liverpool? Uh, okay, so we're going to go go there, Tips. Abs, we'll go with your first. We've got Fever and the Vixens, technically a Fever home game. Um, I think the Vixens will pull themselves together and they will get the victory. 
they won't let a loss like that ruin the rest of their season. They'll be right. Yeah. I think they're going to be mad. Yeah. I feel like it's a Vixens yeah. win, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fever do look good, but yeah, just, I don't know, Vixens on... On the I mean, Fowler's hard to stop, but I think it'll be in the mid-court. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got the Firebirds and the Swifts. A, a, an actual Firebirds home game, even though well, most of them have been at Nissan. Firebirds for sure. Yeah? Not okay. even a question. All right, cool. Uh, Abs, your, your pick? I think it'll be the Swifts. Yep. Sorry to say, but um, <laughs> I, the Firebirds will, will give it to them and they'll really run with them, I think. The Swifts will be a bit wounded after their loss and the Firebirds should be on a high. I know that was a draw and they suck, but... Hey, we got two points, didn't we? Uh, yeah, you right. did. Yeah. That's right. That's we right. have yeah, two yeah. points. Uh, that's well, that's great. You know, that's really good. Um, I'm going to go with the Swifts. I, I do think the Firebirds. It's not. I don't think it's going to be like a 25 point blowout. I think it's going to be. No. It, it'll be close. I think Aiken. Yeah. I think Aiken really ensures that. I mean, they're going to have relatively close games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She, we we always it's say that she's, she's the push eject button. Really, like yeah. you need her in, you can just chuck the ball to her, and she's. Obviously, still one of the best at getting that. Um, so we got the Magpies and the Thunderbirds, a technical home game for the Magpies at the University of the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Abs, who you got? Okay. I have the Thunderbirds for sure. Ooh. I think they're they're going to start really, they're going to start really firing. Yeah, that belief, that belief is really important. I agree. <laughs> I think Thunderbirds have got this. Should I be contrarian? <laughs> yes. I'll go with the Magpies. I I don't know. I, I feel like the Magpies are on the precipice of getting that belief as well. It's like that one game. You know how like the Thunderbirds get getting the Vixens? If, if Honestly, if the Magpies topple the Thunderbirds, then that could be like that belief moment where it's like they've just toppled the side that toppled the best side. I think Mentor yeah. and Podgita, I am very excited to yeah, see that's how that very plays interesting out. Because I feel like Podgita has actually... I don't know what they did in the off-season, but she seems hella confident. Yes. And she is ripping through goalkeepers. And her hold is... Unbelievable! Like yeah. looking yeah, at it, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, she's copping the knocks and standing strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Props to her. Um, and we got yeah, the. Uh, Goldman, sorry, I'm just going to start it again. But Jody Ann and Georgia Wardius, that's going to be an important matchup, I think. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, because yeah, Ward is so active on that outer circle edge and like getting the and ball. physical and physical as well. Yeah. So if if Hordes can manage that, then Thunderbirds, again. Looking, looking deadly. I think with it, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I think with Glasgow on the bench as well, if they get that rotation right, I think Jodie Ann's going to be a bit confused. Yeah, because it's like I've well, you know, obviously I've scouted, you know, Horgis, and then you've got. Like, well, I think she would have scouted Glasgow. both. But oh, yeah, just probably. cutting in yeah. between both players who are yeah. very different and having to adapt. Yeah, because yeah. Horgis like a bullet. Um, and then we have the final game of of round six before round, of round five, which is uh, the Sunshine Coast Lightning and the Giants on Wednesday night. Abs, who have you got? I got the lightning. Not much to say about this one, I don't think. I just think it'll be a good... I think it'll be a physical, a good physical tussle and the lightning will come out on top. Yeah, I've got the lightning too. I've yeah. Don't know. Sorry, Giants. Yeah, I don't know. For the Giants, for me, they just they've got they need to. I really prove like the media manager. Hey, girl, she's lovely. Oh, Laura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's very lovely. Um, uh, <laughs> I think um, yeah, just for me, the Giants just haven't really proven much to me at the moment. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Maybe getting the lightning win will will change that. Who knows? Belief seems to be the word of the season. Everyone, we all believe in Absolutely. each other. Believe. So. Is that what you were asking me to sing? Is that what? No, we're don't. Doing? No, please okay, don't sing. Sorry. Um, 
Just don't. <laughs> I don't need to hear. Oh dear. That. I've heard enough. Um, anyway, that'll do us. Actually, we actually ran pretty good for time, which was excellent. Um, so that'll do us for the, for this week. Uh, we'll be back at some stage. I don't know when. We <laughs> honestly can't keep up with this stuff. Uh, so we'll be back at some stage. Obviously, keep an eye on your on your podcast feeds. Um, so as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Come and have a chat to us. We're sharing stuff, videos, post-game interviews. Um, Luke's been posting um, some on the Oh, Facebook yeah, page, when I randomly talk to people. Yeah, it's great. You're actually Hilarious. on the Vixens one. Have you seen the Vixens one? No, I haven't. Yeah, you're on the Vixens one with Shirelle. Well, with, uh, sorry, not Shirelle. Uh, Me asking awkward questions. I'm getting better. You so, are. Yeah. You are. So, props. So, if you uh, check out the Vixens, uh, what is it? Uh, the Their post-game with Simone. You can hear Luke asking Simone questions. Um, so, there you go. They didn't cut you out. Which, can I just say, I did ask her about the Diamonds coaching Ooh. role and she laughed at me and she pointed at me and she said, you are sassy stop <laughs> oh great great now i'm gonna rock up to the post game <laughs> yeah. and simone's gonna be like you're from the I was goal like, circle have they given you the diamonds coaching role yet she just gave me this side eye like this guy what the <laughs> fuck is he doing here yeah but you Who let that? him in like they're walking in like when they walked into the post game i think not uh, this for the second round and we were in the media room and she walked in and you said out loud you're like oh here's the diamonds coach everyone <laughs> and everyone was just dead silent and I was like, oh, good Lord. Look, mate, oh, i got to have fun somehow. Oh, I know, I know. That's that's all good. Uh, but yeah, so we're sharing the post-game interviews. So um, yeah, we're sort of in and out trying to, to make sure we can get those covered um, because there's been some really good ones over the last couple of days. Um, we're obviously sharing um, and posting and all that sort of stuff. So please comment and, and message us. If you have any things um, that you want us to talk about or you want us to say, then you know, let us know. Um, you can also email thegoalcircle at gmail.com. We do love emails as archaic as they may seem in this modern age um, you can send them through uh, we do respond to them we do read them if you're listening to the show please uh, let us know on uh, Instagram as well the goal circle pod um, if you let us know I can uh, I'll repost it on the um, on the feed and it makes us look like that we're loved um, I know we are loved but more loves you know obviously better considering the um, the trying times that we that we currently live in and on Twitter at Bleakster B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R and Luke is at B-L-T underscore 86 you haven't changed that have you I saw that you changed your Instagram handle oh no I haven't changed okay it. great Um, and Abby is uh, Abby, Abby underscore Muscullick yeah Muscullick 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 She's mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys. So we'll be back for round six. Uh, actually, no. For round five, uh, maybe sometime this week if schedules are permitting. If not, we'll be back um, on the weekend uh, covering the last uh, two rounds, hopefully. So anyway, enjoy your netball. Uh, we still are, even though there's just a lot for us to do. Um, and enjoy it. We'll see Thanks. you next time. See ya. Bye, guys.